Lord, I come before you. Love to sing your praise. I worship and adore you as you fill me with your grace. Lord, I come before you, surrounded by your love. When it comes down to your mercy, you know I just can't get enough. Oh, knocked on my door more than once before. I can finally hear you call my name. Send your mercy down, let the trumpet sound. Now my heart cries out to you in praise. I come before you Love to sing your praise I worship and adore you As you fill me with your grace Friday show. I'm so glad you're here with me. What a glorious day the Lord has made. Let me tell you, it is absolutely stunning outside where I live today. 
And uh, that is a welcome change from the spring that we had here. And I have a really busy day, but I wanted to get on here and do my Friday commentary show. People seem to be enjoying them. I don't have a lot today, but what I do have seems to be quite important. So if you don't mind, I just want to start off with just a really simple prayer to get the show started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of being alive in this day. Lord, I pray we see your glory more and more each and every day. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your grace upon our lives. And Lord, we do ask that you protect us from the evil one as we give glory to the Father by walking by your example to the best of our abilities. Lord, may your ways be manifest here on earth through your people. And Lord, give us the ability to worship you in an even greater and more meaningful way in our lives and our actions. And Father, I do pray that you expand each one of our tents, Lord, and you give us more opportunity to tell people of your glory and goodness, and most importantly, of your salvation and your provision for us in these days. I truly come before you with a thankful heart for everything that you have given to me. And Lord, I bless your holy name and I pray to Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you for being here, everyone. Uh, I guess, you know, one of the most important things that I see happening in the news this week, in fact, uh, I'm going to use this pun intentionally, it trumps everything else that is going on. Of course, the media is talking about all this transgender stuff and they're forcing racism down our necks. And yeah, maybe there's a couple racist people, but most people are good people. There is not an epidemic of this and there's not an epidemic of transgender or gay people in the world. It is a very relative small minority and we pray for those people. I wish them no ill, but that is not what we should be talking about in the news. If you did not see the interview that Tucker Carlson did this week with Donald Trump, I'm going to suggest to you that it was one of the best interviews I've seen with Donald J. Trump uh, to date. Donald J. Trump was relaxed. He was poignant. And he was on target with everything he was saying. And the bulk of the interview was talking about the nuclear threat and the world basically being on fire. And I could talk about the monetary system. I could talk about everything. But he focused on we are on the brink of nuclear war. Now, I'm not saying this to scare anyone, because fear is not from the Lord. However, uh, if <laughs> it would be ignorant of me not to take notice of some of the things that he has said. And one of the most poignant things that he said in the interview, and 
when Donald Trump, and I've said this for years now, he has his talking points, which you hear him talk about in his rallies, and that's when he's looking at the teleprompter. He looks to the left, and he looks to the right, and he reads the teleprompter, and it's prepared speech, and no doubt it's always guided by him because it sounds like him. But when he goes and looks down the middle uh, when he's at rallies, and he just speaks from his heart, he goes off script, I'm going to suggest to you that he is still on script. And because he very cleverly puts out clues, and when he just says something random, it seems to be random, why is he saying that? That's when you really need to listen to him. And in the interview with Tucker Carlson, he started talking about his uncle John, who was probably the longest tenured professor at MIT. Now, if you do know anything about John Trump, Donald's uncle, he was also the one who was given the task after the FBI had confiscated all of Tesla's experiments, he was the one tasked with testing them and seeing the validity of the experiments. Now, I su suggest to you that it was probably under some kind of a non-disclosure agreement that John Trump did not get into details about those things. However, John Trump is on record, and you can find the interviews with him saying that much of these experiments were valid. So there is a lot of technology that is hidden. But here is the important thing that Donald Trump said in that interview with Tucker Carlson. When talking about John Trump, and he went on this diatribe for a couple minutes, so that says we need to look more into John Trump at this moment. But he said that his uncle told him or warned him that someday someone, the nuclear threat was so bad that someone could go into New York City, for instance, with a suitcase, or a briefcase rather, and it could contain a nuclear bomb powerful enough to take out that city. And then Donald Trump went on to talk about the power of the nuclear weapons that are available today, and he says they're far beyond what anyone can imagine. And what Donald Trump did say at that time is he says, when you think of the bomb that went on Hiroshima, he says, think of that times 500. Now, I, I'm going to take quite a bit of audacity here to correct Donald John Trump. But at the time when they dropped that atomic bomb on Hiroshima, they had already developed hydrogen bombs. Hydrogen bombs are 1,000 times more powerful than an atomic bomb. So, 
what he was warning about, although maybe his numbers were off, is a very real scenario. And we know that New York would be one, if not the most likely target in the United States for the following reasons. First of all, uh, New York City represents everything that uh, most of the world hates about America. It's just true. Um, you know, New York is most representative of Babylon. It has fallen. God does not like the things that happen in New York. The government is there. People who live there don't like what's happening in New York. Businesses don't like what's happening in New York. The violence, the prosecutions, all this stuff. But strategically, if you look at the location of New York City, it's easy to hit from the water. You do not need to send a long-range missile. Um, it's obviously easily penetratable by someone carrying a briefcase. But even further to those points, if you want to take down the United States, and by the way, the Biden administration is trying very hard to do that, and they're doing quite a good job, it's surprising, Let's not even call it the Biden administration. This is Obama uh, 2.0. Obama is doing a great job of destroying the United States. But if you really want to put the nail in the coffin, you take down her financial system. Where is Wall Street? It's in New York City. Donald Trump, so far on just about everything he has said on foreign policy, uh, on domestic policy, before being president, during his presidency, and after presidency, has been accurate. Tell me one thing that he has been wrong on. Not one thing comes to mind. Now... I certainly hope and pray that he is wrong about this. And he did not say it would happen, but he certainly gave out some clues that it would. So I would suggest to everyone who listens to me that we need to pray for New York and New York City in particular. Please do uh, help to pray for that. In related news, there's a lot of talk about these classified documents that have gone out telling the world that the United States is actually fighting Russia in Ukraine. That's kind of a big deal. Telling the world that Ukraine is losing bad. Of course, we all knew that. And we all know that war is bad and 
nothing really should justify war. However, uh, Putin has been warning that if the United States did certain things, they would go to war. The United States caused this war. And, and, and Britain's not off the hook. The whole Western Commonwealth is not off the hook in this. But the United States uh, military-industrial complex, as most times, is to blame here. And of course, the media is turning its attention to saying, well, we caught the 21-year-old. And I'd like to suggest to you that... Uh, like others have mentioned on the news, it is worth repeating. They still haven't found the people who did the pipe bombs at January 6th. They still don't know who leaked the Supreme Court documents on Roe v. Wade, but they caught this guy quick. And it's a 21-year-old guy. Now, there's arguments on both sides to say whether or not he would have had classified access to those types of documents. It is of my opinion that he would not have. He could not have gone up the ranks that quick. He's 21. People say, well, he was a pilot. Yeah, but he's a National Guard Air Force person. And a pilot, even at that age or whatever, with a lower rank, would be given information only pertinent to what they are doing that uh, on that particular task. They wouldn't be given all these files. So if it was him who posted them, it's who gave him the documents that is most concerning. It certainly seems like this person has been set up as a patsy. And another distraction to get away from the content of the documents. Now, I have not been able to read those documents yet. I've been working on other things this week. I'll probably get to it over the weekend. But I think we know most of the stuff that is in there anyways. The next thing I wanted to talk about today was yesterday's shows. And I do want to make a statement of clarification, if I may. It was, uh, I believe, two weeks ago Friday here on Podbean when I was talking about the show that is coming up this Tuesday when I'm having that author Tim Cohen on to discuss the person of the Antichrist. And I had come on here and said that... Uh, Cisco confirmed that she believed this uh, King Charles to be the Antichrist and that uh, she believed he would have to be one because he needs to be a Nephilim. Uh, those statements are true. However, where I did misspeak on her behalf was that Cisco never saw the royals shapeshift with her own eyes. Now, I'm not at liberty to discuss, but I do know the name and have verified it's a real person. She was at a conference, uh, Cisco, and she met up with pretty much the head mother of darkness at that time. And that head mother of darkness had just come back 
from a ritual at Buckingham Palace in which she saw the transformation of the royals and said they were about 14 feet. So it was not Cisco being firsthand, but it was this other person. And although I, I can't disclose the person's name, it's amazing to me that this person, and this was pretty much the head of the Mothers of Darkness, uh, I can tell you that it's not a name that Jesse has ever named or anything like that. Uh, however, it is, when I looked into this person, this person had a very meager um, blue collar type of job. And, you know, of course, probably attended church regularly and stuff like that, but they are hiding amongst us. So many people would have had interactions with this person professionally or maybe just as uh, as people who interact as customers, I guess I would say, uh, in this case. And they would have no idea they're dealing with the person who communicates directly with Satan and dispatches out his commands around the world. Amazing times we are living in. Uh, in regards to yesterday's show, Cisco has just put out on her patron. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for that uh, very much. God bless you. Um, Cisco has just put out on our Patreon, and for some reason my login isn't working, so I can't pull it up right now. Uh, I will report on this uh, later on. But if you saw last night's show, we were talking about uh, so-called prophet Bob Jones, NAR prophet, New Apostolic Reformation prophet, and I played a clip that she was not ready for. She was prepared for the longer clip where he was teaching about going into the courts of heaven, but she was not prepared for the one where I have him discussing the thousand points of light. And after the show, she remembered that she wrote about it in her book, The Illuminati Code. And she has great detail on the thousand points of light and she is posting it on her Patreon. So if you don't want to wait for me to come out with the news, which I will report on it, but you should go to uh, patreon.com slash Cisco Wheeler, and you can get in on it uh, right there. So there is more information, and it is, uh, it's devastating. And I only got that, uh, I got a text from her just moments before coming on here, so I didn't have time to figure out all the stuff. Uh, there was a lot of very positive comments on the uh, show last night, uh, there was one really, really long comment, which I couldn't actually figure out what they were saying on Rumble. Uh, the comment was posted. But I'm firm in my position. There is a lot of people teaching we need to go to the courts of heaven and plead our case. If you didn't catch the show, that was basically what it's about. There's a couple points I did not make. Uh, clearly on that show, and I want to provide clarification here today. 
Can people go up and be in the courts of heaven? Yes. God can bring people up into heaven. And if God chooses to do that, he will choose to do that. There's biblical examples of that. Daniel and John the Revelator come to mind immediately. However, the show was about people doing it on their own. And I do not believe this is something we're called to do. If we were called to do it, Jesus would have mentioned it. Paul the Apostle would have mentioned it. John the Apostle would have mentioned it. Perhaps Peter, being as brutish as he was, would have mentioned it. They, the people who teach this sort of thing take the scriptures out of context dramatically. There's a couple scriptures, and I listed them all off yesterday, uh, because they'll say the word court in it, <laughs> or they'll have that the God is the judge. Of course those things, but they take them out of context. Do not trust man. Don't trust me. Don't trust anyone. Go and read the Bible, and don't just read the one little scripture they give you. Read it in context, and then compare it to the heart of the Father throughout the entire Bible. Um, another point I did not make clearly on that show last night, and I think sometimes I'm better without having a guest. Uh, I loved having Cisco on, and she was important to have on there because of her experience with this. But one point that I did not make is not only does the occult teach this uh, very early on, especially if you're born into one of those families, on how to go up uh, preparing to go and storm the gates of heaven. And by the way, that is not in the Bible that they're going to do that. Uh, but there's enough people that have come out of the Luciferian system that say that's absolutely the plan. And it does make sense biblically that if he wants to be like God and have a throne up there, he's going to have to storm and get in there, right? Uh, and he's preparing an army. And, you know, there's other clues like Armageddon, Gog and Magog, um, that Satan wants to overcome God and God's armies. It does not work out well for him. But part of how they do this, and a lot of people will know about remote viewing, that is done in the occult, that is an occultic practice. Christians should not be doing that. Uh, but also astral projection. And that is the heart of how they intend to do it. And anyone who's teaching and claims to be going up, I'm not, now I cannot say this for sure, but even Christians who teach this, to me, it sounds like, this is my opinion, astral projection. Astral projection is a real thing. Anyone can learn how to do it. If you do it as a Christian, I'm going to suggest to you that this is really bad. I cannot tell you if you would lose your salvation or not. I don't know. I'm not the judge. I wouldn't do it. But I do know one thing, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a protection because those of us who are in the fight and really push hard and expose some of these things, we get attacked. 
And I know for a fact I've had witches' covens trying to send curses my way. I've had all kinds of people praying against me. I've had threats uh, by Satanists. I don't pay much attention to them, quite honestly, because my God is bigger than their God. Now, sometimes if I open up a door and I have sin in my life, I feel those attacks. I'm going to be honest. But I quickly bounce back because I know who I am in Christ, and I know who I am in Christ because I read the Bible consistently and often. But here is a defense that I want each of you to remember if you are in the fight, if you go against these type of people, if you're fighting for kingdom values in this world, wanting to extend the kingdom, you will be attacked. If you're not being attacked, you're not being effective. If you're being effective, you will be attacked. And if you make enough of noise out there, you might even get one of these people remote viewing to come to you. And I do know that there are a couple people within the ROR family who have experienced this. I will not name names. But I want you to remember this phrase. You see, there's something called the cord. Because when they astral project out of their bodies, there's something called the silver cord that keeps them alive. So there's this like spirit cord. It's kind of like, you know, if you were deep sea diving, you need something connected to oxygen. It's, it's sort of like that, but there's a cord that goes from your physical body to the astral projected body. If someone comes and astral projects into your presence because they want to scare you, they want to curse you, whatever their ill intent is, say this, Lord, rebuke that person and cut their cord. Lord, cut the cord. And if that cord is cut, it is my understanding that will be damnation. It isn't us who can cut the cord, but the Lord can. And if the Lord does it, he is justified. Hallelujah. But I'll tell you something. If someone remote viewed and came into my presence... And I said that they'd be gone faster than you can imagine. And they will tell all their friends, don't go to that guy. Because he says, Lord, Jesus cut the cord. All right. Um, oh. Great comment here. The accuser in every charge was thrown out of court 2,000 years ago. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Uh, Eve, you're on fire today, as always. By the way, I've been really digging a lot of your posts lately uh, on Telegram. 
King's James Version 6 or even the silver cord be loosed or golden bowl be broken or the pitcher be broken at the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Eve, I really got to get you on the show one of these days. Honest to goodness, I got to get you on the show if you're ever willing. Um, listen, the last thing I want to talk about, and well, actually, truth is, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it, is the whole Bud Light thing that is going on. Um, everyone is familiar with the story, so I'm not going to rehash it or spend too much time on it, but I will make a personal confession to you. Bud Light was my beer of choice until they did this campaign, and I immediately threw it out and will never buy it again. Well, I shouldn't say never. There's always redemption, I suppose. But it's unlikely I would ever go back. But the media is still fascinated about this, and even, you know, the people in our community are talking about it, and of course we're everyone's having a big victory lap right now because they apparently, Anheuser-Busch, has lost $7 billion since this campaign. This has got to be the most failed uh, advertising campaign in the history of the world. Uh, I don't know that for sure, but it sure looks like it. Uh, it's monumental. Um, but yet, it doesn't really hurt the company, and I want you to understand that because they get their ESG scores and stuff like that. So companies like BlackRock and Vanguard will pump up their stocks so they don't hurt too bad, and they plan to recover in some way. However, I am totally in favor of getting rid of these woke companies. Go woke go broke. It does make an impact. And the more we do this, the more it will impact even BlackRock and Vanguard. They can only take so many hits, folks. Each one of these companies that go woke, go broke. And even the politicians will notice it because they see the scourge, that the backlash of people. And believe me, they are scared of we the people. If only we could unite. So just two things before I close out. Uh, I am now working with the Chris Sky campaign. If you've been following uh, the couple of interviews I've done with him, it's a real opportunity for change and I ask all of you to pray for him and even support him. ChrisSkyForChange.com and the last thing I will mention to you is, you know, the food supply chain is obviously under attack. The water supply is under attack. We need to really trust in God in these times. But it does not mean you should be complacent. And... Now, you know, this fire in Texas, 18,000 heads of cattle, that's significant. 
hundreds of thousands of chickens and there were more cattle that were upside down dead last year. Now they're talking about putting MNRA vaccines in our food as early as next month. We already know that all the other stuff in the stores, they put all these chemicals that are terrible for you in them. There is an alternative, folks. It's more convenient. It's the same price. Not only do we have chemical-free, for the most part, uh, products that will not do any harm to you or your family, but we also now have zero uh, additives, zero hormones, chemicals, beef. That's right, beef and the very top quality that you can possibly get. And it can come to your door. You can go to mylibertystand.com, although sometimes I have trouble with that. Just send me an email at writeonjeff.com, at gmail.com, and myself or someone else will get a hold of you, and we will tell you how you can shop in the store. It does not cost a thing. You can just look at the store. You don't like it. Don't shop. There's no high-pressure sales, nothing like that, I assure you. So please go and send me an email, writeonjeff at gmail.com. Um, if there's anyone who wants to call in real quick and give comment, I will take that. Otherwise, I will be signing off in just moments. Yes, C-H-N-D. Uh, I'm not allowed to say the name on air. That's uh, one of the rules. <clears throat> we can't say it and invite people to come in. But yes, you were right with the uh, the name there. Uh, that was in chat for those of you listening to a replay. All right, no one wants to call in. Well, God bless each and every one of you. Uh, don't forget Singing Poor Prayer Celebration this Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Telegram. Uh, I will be continuing the Bible study and John on Sunday. And after that, I got the... Probably might be one of the biggest shows I've ever done. Uh, so tell your friends about Tuesday, about the evidence of the person of the Antichrist. I believe it will be shocking. And if you've ever seen interviews with him before, you have not seen him interviewed with me. So it will be different just by that. God bless each and every one of you. And make the best of this weekend. Love somebody around you. And I'm just going to close with this song because I love it. In the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. We've come this far by light of day through deserts of loneliness to the sacred place Well, you know my life and all I've been through The sin in my heart 
has kept me from you But Father, your grace is greater than sin Your mercy reigns down and heals me